Welcome to Season 2 of the Filament Games Podcast, a show dedicated to game-based learning. Here are your hosts, Brandon Pitzer and Dan Norton. Now, before the music came on today, I was in the middle of a pointless anecdote. <laughs> oh. That, that I'm not going to continue because I'm actually not confident about the exact wording of what I was going to talk about. But I do want to voice my frustration. Wow. <laughs> That's, uh, that is so filled with mystery. <laughs> no one's ever going to know what I'm upset about. There's going to be a lot of angry fan mail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what was Brandon trying to articulate? All right. Well, welcome, everybody. I'm Brandon, and I'm mildly disgruntled. I'm Dan Norton, and I'm I'm fairly gruntled today. Just actually, just regular gruntled. Yeah, regular gruntled. And we have Caro with us in the studio. Hi, Doctor Caro. Doctor Caro. Doctor Caro. How yes. gruntled are you today? I am very gruntled because I have a PhD, and I got away with it. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. You totally did. I did. They yeah. gave it to me. It was yep. like a heist. Oh, it totally was long con. It was a very long con. Yep. Just knocked out a professor and grabbed his mm-hmm. diploma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'd known it was that easy at the beginning, I would have gotten one years ago. Yeah, it's, it's PVP rules <laughs> in higher education. Uh, the best uh, defense is a good offense, as XKCD says. Yeah, yes. exactly. So tell us a little bit about your dissertation before we jump into the show proper. Just introduce yourself a little bit. Sure. Um, my goodness. Okay, so I have a background in mathematics education. That's what my PhD is in. Um, but I also care a lot about games and learning, and I realize that this is because if you give me a new game or if you give me a new math puzzle or a new math problem to solve, I use the exact same strategies to explore those spaces. Mm. And so for me, they're both fun. They're both playful. They're both enjoyable. Um, we're going to assume that it's a math problem that eventually I could probably solve and a game that's not totally crap. Right. Okay. Mm. We're making those assumptions. But, okay. but so many people hate math. Yeah. And so many people love games. And I'm like, but I love both of them for the same reason. Why is this the case? Um, and so I started exploring the, both of those topics separately and then fused them together for my dissertation. Um, I designed yet another math game. Apparently those are really hot right now, but mine is the hottest. Okay. So yeah. just to get that out there. Um, <laughs> right. And so it's ostensibly about multiplying fractions, but the players don't get told that. There aren't any numbers. There mm. isn't, you know, it's just, game-based cues. If you catch on fire, you probably did something wrong. Yeah. So mm. then you should try to understand your environment a little bit more so you don't sure. catch on fire the next time. Um, and then you keep going, and then you start deve- developing your own hypothesis about uh, what the game wants you to do and perhaps mm-hmm. why the game wants you to do it. Sure. Um, and in order to develop that hypothesis, you end up thinking about and talking about multiplying fractions, even though there's no representation of those in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, numbers show up about two-thirds of the way through the game. But that's the first time you see any actual number symbol. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, and then the multiplication symbol never shows up. There's no okay. operation mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm. I have a fear of numbers, so that actually sounds really good. That was partially why I did it. You know, Papert in 1980 said, like, mathophobia is a terrible thing. Like, if it looks like math, people won't do it. If it doesn't look like math, people might do it. Mm. So I was like, I'm going to make a game that doesn't look like math. <laughs> Let's see what so, happens. So, Kara, I just struck me while you're talking. So, like... I think we we may not agree on what games are crap and what games aren't, but we can both agree that some games are better than others. Um, what makes for a bad math problem versus oh. a good math problem? Mm, okay, so 
I'm going to rely on uh, game explanation to circle back to math. Okay. Okay. For right. for this audience. Yeah. Um. So Shell in his book offers multiple definitions of what a game could be. Just like here, nobody said this is what a good game is or what a game is or whatever. But he says that some people define games, like Jane McGonigal actually defines games as something you voluntarily engage with. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Um. And so for me, uh, a good math problem. Part of it is the ability to voluntarily engage with it, which means the ability to voluntarily disengage with it. Okay. Which means, using that definition, you can't really talk about having good math problems in school. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Unless you just, like, leave them on the floor. And see who and picks them up. someone picks them up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is this? Absolutely. <laughs> I have theories. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> about how many people will pick those up. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there'll be a few, and those are the people who end up generally becoming math teachers yeah. or math professors. Mm-hmm. and. You know, that's great. But, like, math is actually really awesome. It yeah, is, it is so cool. Why Why don't people have that experience? I don't know. You know, maybe maybe a nice thing. So I, I also have uh, – I lied about being afraid of numbers. I, I actually have a, a – I, I really enjoy especially uh, geometry proofs. Mm. Uh, and uh, lately I've been kicking around, like, an idea about, like, a Euclidean geometry – like magic spell casting game where you like <laughs> craft spells by building, you know, uh, building shapes using only the ability to draw circles and, and lines oh, between points. Oh, bringing it back to the old school. Exactly. Right, right, right. I don't Pro- know. How- uh, compass. There we go. Yeah. And projector and thingy. Um, yeah, yeah. Words. Yeah. So assuming you only <laughs> have like a ruler, it's basically yeah. only a ruler or compass. How do you draw a pentagon? It's actually complicated and interesting and fun and fun. So, um, so yeah. So I think there's like a lot of stuff that's like obviously entertaining about math. So how did we go so how we go so wrong? Like why can't why can't we expose that like interesting problem space to everybody? Well, okay. So one of the prob- one of the questions that I actually get fairly frequently is people are like, "Well, all math's been discovered, right?" And you're like, "Um, no." No. no, actually it hasn't. And there are so many examples of mathematics that hasn't yet been discovered. And that's why you had to learn these really, really complicated things in your K-12 educational system, K-16 educational mm-hmm. experience. Um, and so you learn these things and they only work up to this case. Mm-hmm. And then you have to do something completely different. And you're like, why? And that's because we don't yet know how to figure that out. Um, and so I think the problem is, is we present mathematics as if it's something like, there's a big T truth here. This is the one thing in our life in which there's a big T truth. And when you add two and two, you always get four, which isn't actually true, by the way. Sometimes you add two and two, you might get one. So just putting that out there. I went to that party. That, that's a good party. It was wild. <laughs> um, actually, our math parties are probably pretty slow usually. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we think they're fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I think we went wrong. Is okay. we're just like all you got to do is memorize this stuff, you know, that's, and then that's you'll not get very an a. different than like I think a lot of the you know crufty sterile approach to science, where it's like science is finding out what some scientists did a long time ago, <laughs> and the words that they use to name the things they found, we'll ask you about tomorrow. And that's so awful and yeah, boring, right? and yeah. it's extra funny. Because in science, you're like, actually, that's not how science works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like tomorrow, a new scientist could be like, well, actually, those guys are totally wrong. Yeah. And right. then everyone's got to learn new names. Yep. 
<laughs> One of my pitches for people to get them excited about math, because that's apparently a problem I encounter a lot, is <laughs> <laughs> trying to sell people on getting, uh, is that especially like in geometry proofs and stuff, or uh, you will never be as right as you are in math. Mm. Like when you actually diagram out your thinking to establish a thing that you weren't sure if it was true or not, and it is true, like it is the most like, hermetically sealed, self-sustaining truth you'll ever get to. You're like, this is exactly what it is and exactly how it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit objectivity to strengthen your resolve. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of a nice re- reward in this complicated world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that said, like, that might be the closest I get to truth, but in 100 years, somebody could totally figure out that I did it completely wrong. And that my model doesn't work in the fourth dimension, and consequently, I touch no truth whatsoever. Mm. Wow. But it comes with its own package of rules. You're like, well, I built this on my right. core of logic and assumptions, of, and inside those rules, it's right. So I think it's still, you're still right. Okay, yeah. we'll add the caveats. The axioms yeah. are still true. Yeah. Therefore, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Leaving aside other dimensions. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so those are the most exciting It's a places handicap, to go. yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I have a random question for you, Caro. Mm. Um, are you playing any games right now in your personal life? Um, I just finished playing the game of finishing graduate school. Okay. Um, that Which game was won. not super exciting. Yeah, yeah, but I did win it. It was actually very exciting um, for many years. But um, okay. before that, before I um, was just too busy freaking out over my dissertation defense, mm-hmm. um, I was playing the Talus Principle. Which oh, is okay. absolutely lovely, mm. and my brother Abraham sent it to me because he knows that I geek out over puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've been playing a lot of Destiny. Um, really? Yeah. Wow. Um, except not in like the four the last four months. So uh-huh. yeah. Um, so I'm sure that there's been a dozen patches because it's Destiny. Right. So don't mention <laughs> anything new because then I won't sound cool. I don't know. I, like... I, you know, I've I've only watched Destiny from the distant sidelines. It's, oh yeah. It's been mm. interesting to watch. It's fun. There's lots of aliens, and you shoot them. Yep. And often they shoot you back. <laughs> I really enjoyed the period in which the the one of the key strategies was like to go into a cave and then shoot the cave for hours. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. That's like yeah, yeah. That feels a little bit too much like real life, where it's just like <laughs> you know, I answer, I can answer emails for hours and feel like I haven't accomplished anything, or right. I can shoot in a cave for hours. And yeah, I guess feel like I accomplished something. I probably got a cool new gun. Yeah, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My uh, shield leveled up, or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm working on a retro achievement in World of Warcraft right now. Ooh. Yeah, it's called uh, the Pandaren kite string, which you can ride around on a kite. <gasps> it's a very cool mount. It's very attractive. Uh, <laughs> but the thing between me and it right now is a reputation with the Pandaren themselves. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that most efficiently, I have to like basically put on their team jersey, like their Ooh, tabard, yeah. and then go into an old dungeon like from Wrath of the Lich King and just murder the same Viking King like 50 times I did it twice last night and I was like I can't that sounds thrilling I really want that kite though it's I mean how I mean it's really cool looking (laughs) these are are literally the words of a man just strapped to the gear treadmill right now right well I mean that's I'm gonna get that carrot (laughs) 
<laughs> I think, you know, part of the fact that it's like such old crafty content is mm-hmm. actually like sort of part of what makes me feel better about doing it. Because hmm. I'm like, at least I don't feel like I'm part of the herd on this. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm doing a weird thing on the side that no one cares yeah. about anymore. You're back in the pasture that the herd has already yeah. destroyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, that makes you sound less cool. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. That's what I'm for. <laughs> okay. I'm for that. You know, but you will be super cool when you get that kite. Right. I will totally be like, yes. Yeah. Oh, super cool. Yeah, because usually people are all like, oh, check out this dragon I have. No way. I've got this dragon. And I'll be like, I'm on a kite. I got a yes. kite. What do you think of that? Okay, I want a screenshot of that as soon as you get it. You got the it. Instant. Dude, yeah. Okay. So are you on? To- are you atop the kite? Are you st- I don't know if you guys will recall in, in Pandaria when you took a flight point from one place to another. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be on this triangular kite with like, okay. and then it's that kite, but you can fly wherever you want. So it's a hang glider. Yeah, but you're on top. Uh, yeah, you're like standing on it, right? Uh, yeah, you're like surfing on top of this triangular kite. All right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That is. Yeah. I kind of feel like the you definition should... of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a sarcasm meter check on that, Josh? <laughs> Did the little needle? Was that a vibrating needle on that one? Yeah, okay. It's off the chart. <laughs> off the chart. <laughs> I'm sorry. I need to be more delicate with our, <laughs> our instruments. You can, yeah, get a break. Those things are expensive. Uh, Especially in the Midwest where we have to like fine tune it for. Uh, it's no, true. Yeah, no. It's true. We don't have the intonation. That's the easy cheat. Yeah, meter. we had to order a metric one. Yeah, for, it's context France. only. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, all right. I've been playing No Man's Sky. Yeah, Ooh. a game that depends heavily on math. Yeah, <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> um, do you know anything about like the the procedure, like the algorithm they use I behind that? I have not that? looked at the algorithm, but I totally want to, and I want to know what your experience was, because the goal is to have an algorithm that provides infinitely interesting, sp- seeming space or yeah. interesting experiences. Right. It's, and that's interesting. It is be. interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, so it's like... <laughs> You can definitely see on certain in certain areas where like the hand of the designer would have been a welcome addition yeah. to, that, to that moment. <laughs> yeah. I saw a really funny comparison video actually where they were showing like the trailer footage from 2014 at E3. Right. And you see like this majestic brontosaurus with like interesting spikes down its back wandering around, mm-hmm. and then they compared that to like what you actually encounter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like a T Rex with deer legs, but it's walking upright for yeah. some yeah, reason, yeah, yeah. and it's just like <laughs> flopping. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah, it's a uh, you know. The randomness is is often more funny than it yeah. is like mm-hmm. majestic. Um, I saw a <laughs> counter post that was saying we shouldn't be body shaping these aliens <laughs> for, not, for not meeting our exactly. ideals. It's yeah. body fascism, is what it is. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, yeah, these <laughs> these dinosaurs they can look however they want to. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, it's you know it it's super entertaining. I yeah. mean, that's just cool. the act of exploring this. Inf- literally infinite <laughs> environment. Uh, I am also well. I was playing No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. but I'm getting a new computer within a week or so. Right. So I'm holding off. I've so marked can, my calendar. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait. <laughs> every day I'm looking for the next email update for when the thing's coming to me. You can't wait until he gets the new computer. Yeah, he's. Have you been complaining Brand, a lot? No, Branda just cares very deeply about my well-being. I'm just a supportive friend. It's true. <laughs> You've been complaining a lot. Quick yes. check to sarcasm meter. I think we're good. I think we're good. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to hack your machine, Josh. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so... uh, An equally delicate instrument. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyways. Um, Oh, yeah. So 
the thing I've done that I think is probably a bad decision, but I'm still excited, is there are, uh, have you guys seen any of these monitor backlights that will, like, pull the average color off oh, of no. your screen? Did you actually go and, like... I picked one of those You up. got the hues? Uh, well, not the hues. I, <laughs> okay. I got something that's actually, it was only 60 bucks for uh, a behind-the-monitor setup. Is that all? That's it. <laughs> so I'm going to have the whole room glowing mm-hmm. the color of different alien planets as I explore. I know it's dumb. I know it's dumb, and I know it sounds dumb. And yet, <laughs> when you see the video of like someone playing No Man's Sky with their whole room, mm. it's just so beautiful. That's the thing. Is like, I'm super doubling down on No Man's Sky. It's yeah. a an aesthetic experience. I'm just gonna be like, this is another beautiful place to be. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Yeah. I don't know. It's a little fun thing to tinker with. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. It's dumb and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Those things are not mutually exclusive. That's right. In fact, <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes it's. Uh, I, yeah. That's a really deep overlap on that Venn diagram. Seriously. Yeah. 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 It's like a crescent moon on either yeah. side. Yeah. Um. All right. So, that's games. I want to yes. talk a little bit more though about Caro. What you do. What you think about math and games. She looks concerned. It's <laughs> this level of inquiry. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't this cover is, that already. Think yeah. of this. Yeah. Think of this as defending your dissertation, yeah. but to people Ugh. who yeah. have Ugh. zero Care. level of scrutiny. And Carol, we're going to show you a series of black and white <laughs> photographs we've been taking for the last couple of years. Okay. <laughs> That sounds lovely. Um. Um, So, uh, you know, I'm interested to hear your thoughts about, like, what you think about the current state of um, digital support for math learning in the classroom and, you know, what's out there right now, um, kind of the benchmarks or the miles, I don't know, marquee titles that you would perhaps name. Like, what do you think is, like, leading us in the right direction and perhaps if you have any examples of stuff that's leading us in the wrong direction as well. I kind of hate to name those, the ones that I think are leading us in the wrong direction. You you can just rhyme. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You guys will beep these out, right? (laughs) As long as they're swear words. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I actually think that the vast majority of math games designed for the classroom totally suck. I'm going to have a caveat and say um, that Count the um, counting game you guys designed that I was a consultant for. I think that's totally awesome. Oh yeah! Um, also, best chicken animation ever. Take off in mm, the world. Take off. Thank you. Yeah, um, we're very proud of that game. Yes, yeah. it is absolutely lovely. And uh, the game that you guys just released, Division. Yes, yeah. I have not yet played. I watched the little the um, preview trailer thing, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't played it yet. So it's, that it, might be the math game I'm waiting for. I, I think know. it's really nice. It's. Uh, it does a nice job with sort of what you're talking about, focusing on the math thinking and not getting too obsessed about seeing the equation and mm-hmm. freaking out that you're yeah. looking at too many numbers with dashes and things around yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. That game's fun. Yeah. It um, was really approached, uh, the team who made it here at Filament really approached it as like a fun first project, yeah. which mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes can go wrong, yeah. right? Because then you're like, oops, well, and right. the learning value is gone. But luckily they're, they were super nerdy people who I think essentially totally agree with you that they're like the math is fun <laughs> the math is fun yeah yeah, yeah. It, and it has like a really nice i would say core of like a gameplay underpinning where like the mechanic and the learning objective are super super welded together yep so you can just you can layer on top of that with lots of yep that's like our thing man that's that's our whole jam that's our jam um, basically math games suck at that generally mm. yes i will say mm-hmm. um and People often don't think about trying to pair mechanics and the actual mathematics. Mm-hmm. 
um, Dragon Box did that. Yes. The first Dragon Box. They yeah, were mm-hmm. lovely and incredible at that. And, you know, um, you, but you not many were, of them. You made me think of Dragon Box when you described uh, how your game sort of like you dip your toe into the pool and it's only a certain point where, you know, numbers materialize. Yep. Um, only when they're useful, hopefully. Yeah. That was the design goal for me. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Tell us more. Like, where can we get this game? Hmm. Okay, so first you go out and you buy a PlayStation 3 or 4. Okay. And then you buy Little Big Planet 1, 2, or 3. Any one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Yes, it's all backwards-forward compatible, which is like a brilliant thing. That is astonishing to me. Absolutely I had no lovely. idea. Yep. Huh. Oh, and yeah, then that, you... that was like one of the ways that Sony eviscerated Microsoft <laughs> That's in, this, in this console generation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so smart. <laughs> yeah. It's incredible. It also means that, like, if I'm playing Little... Uh, if I own Little Big Planet 2 and I'm playing a game that, you know, a, com- a community member built Little Big Planet 3, then suddenly I'm like, oh, look, there's multiple levels because um, Little Big Planet... Two is sort of a faux 3D game, mm-hmm. so there's not much on the Z axis. Yeah, you know you can't do much. Yeah, yeah. but with Little Big Planet three, you can totally go crazy. There's like 16 levels on the Z axis instead oh. of like two or three, instead of three and a little bit. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, so they totally change it up. People, so, so I haven't it, played it. Is it more yeah. like 3D platforming now, or is it just like different directions that you can do, kind of linear platforming? Mm, will you define for me the difference? Well, so like, like take like Super Mario sixty four. Mm-hmm. That's like the iconic three D platformer mm-hmm. where you can just go in Run all directions. Like a nut. Yeah, yeah. But then, like in the more recent Super Mario like platformers, like on the Wii and the Wii U, right. like you'll be platforming, but it'll just change your orientation. Sure, like, oh, yeah, like no. Paper Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's neither of those. Oh, okay. Oh, well, podcast over. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry I derailed you. This with is, no, no. It's I mean it's, <laughs> this it's foolish question. I have a hard time <laughs> explaining Little Big Planet um, the way Little Big Planet one and two work because people who don't play games don't even know what a side scroller means. They right. like don't have those assumptions. And people who do play games are like, why would you have a game in which you it's like a side scroller and you can go up and down? So you have X and Y mm-hmm. axes, but then the Z axis there is a Z axis, but it's a little tiny short truncated Z axis that's see. barely useful. Okay. Um, so do you just kind of like occasionally shuffle? Yes. But it can be very important because like um, you only always have the front view, which uh-huh. means there can be hidden doors. So you'll be like, this looks like a wall because the bar at the uh, you know, nearest to you, mm-hmm. it looks okay. like it's a wall. But if you sneak in, there's all these secret prizes. Okay. And, uh, yeah. okay. I see. So in yeah. that respect, it is that part's a little like Paper Mario. So Paper Mario allows you to like rotate the camera around to like reveal that stuff. But you're saying in this one, you're like, I got to just... Trust the sidestep and just, see what I get. Just gotta, just gotta into go it. for it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There, that's cool. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of it depends to this because um, when I think of Little Big Planet, I don't just think of like the game that Media Molecule sent to everybody to play, but also all the community levels. And totally. so mm-hmm. you know, there are people who have kind of hacked Little Big Planet one and two in order to like duplicate a portal. Sort of. So it's sort of like playing Portal. Mm-hmm. And it was something that Media Molecule probably did not think anyone could ever do. Right. But they managed to figure out how to make the tools work for them. Super so, cool. Yeah. So, but it means that, like, when people are like, what is Little Big Planet? You're like, ooh, okay. So are we talking about the hacking Portal? Are we talking about Little Big Planet 3? Are we talking about their Little Big Planet Cart game? That's a whole nother one, you know? Oh, so yeah. um, it's a pretty big franchise yeah. right now. But it's... it is backwards and forwards compatible. Okay. There you go. So, oh, wait. So, but I'm how sorry. does your game interact with it? Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I built it okay. in Little Big Planet 2 okay. because I'm not a programmer. Mm-hmm. I'm a designer um, mm-hmm. and a math geek. And, okay. Uh, so, like, I've heard of HTML. 
<laughs> if I had to, I could make my own website, but like, why bother nowadays, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, With Dreamweaver, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> I like I mentioned that to uh, our web architect one time and yeah. he like nearly puked it was hilarious he's like did you really just say Dreamweaver yeah. <laughs> anyways sorry um, so like so it's like a downloadable level presumably like within that mod community offering or do you just have it like hosted elsewhere um, so is there a URL with the the little big planet thing there's like over 10 million community levels and okay. it's accessible via the PlayStation Network, and you don't download anything, you just go online. Okay. And you play I see. It online. I mm-hmm. see. Okay. Um, so it means that if you... So my game's called Rolly's Adventure, okay. and my username is the real Caro. And it's actually, because there's so many levels, it's better to find me as okay. a user, and then the game that's available is Rolly's Adventure. The right. real Caro. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Rolly's... that's pretty much my handle everywhere, yeah. except <clears throat> the um, sex blogger in Canada. That's not me. That's another oh. the real Caro. I just want to really? put that out there. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Just All right. keep that in mind. Not me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's Roly's Adventure. Yeah. By the real Caro. If you already own a PlayStation 3 or 4, then it's worth checking out because the Little Big Planet series games are awesome. Yeah. Um, but I recommend you do not buy an advanced console just to play my game. Oh. It's a little short. I mean. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm. I'm throwing down an extra sixty bucks just for No Man's Sky to be like slightly yes. more glowy. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm I withholding think, judgment on that. I've already you like, might have made the right decision. I'm not sure. I've already established okay. that I'm I'm happy to, and I'm also gonna go kill a Viking king for yeah at yeah, least three times. hours. So I'm you're already be, like you are gonna be streak. like you're bad gonna be, decisions. You're gonna be blind in three years, basically yeah. from these lights. <laughs> yeah. And you gotta school that Viking king before they take him out without any warning. Yeah. So <laughs> yep. Do it now. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. You never know. You could lose that kite forever. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to me, Kara? What it's you... just going to be this unfinished, awesome quest. Just yeah, sitting it's there a bar. A bar never fulfilled. <laughs> yeah, it's tragic. On your, on your deathbed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only I had gotten <laughs> the yeah. kite. Dan, what is your major regret <laughs> from this life? <laughs> yeah. Well, well I, I wonder if World of Warcraft will be kicking around then. Uh, it's incredible to me that it still exists now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I, I'm hoping that we will have transitioned to brains and jars at that point. Yes. You do? Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, I kind of like the whole. I have an arm thing. Arms I mean, are good. You could be. Uh, you could have arms on the jar. Hmm. What about yeah. legs? I like legs. You can look like you know. Those the, are going to run out of the lobby. Point, popcorn food in the movie like but you're a jar with a brain in it so you, you can know? like rent a robot to run around yeah a little strolling arms and legs yeah Speaking imagine you which, could just get interchangeable limbs you get like a mm. Mr. Potato Head Whatever type interface want. yeah have you guys read Locked In by John mm. Scalzi mm-hmm uh I've heard of it but I have not read it no. yeah worth checking out, especially if you think you want to be a brain in a jar. Yeah. <laughs> you tell me this would like complicate my thoughts about Does that. Does he surmise <laughs> that it would get boring? <laughs> um, not in a future in which tons of people have locked in, so they have to create an alternative, because otherwise you just have a ton of people who cannot yeah. move or speak or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that kickstarts the technological invention process, like, well, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> also, there's a detective. Oh. I like detectives. Oh, so it's books. a... Mm, it's so a I. science fiction book. Yes, okay. detective, science fiction, Scalzi. Yeah, Scalzi right. did Red Shirts. You can't see it. No, not familiar. <laughs> I think I remember there was a play called Red Shirts that it, was about... Surrounded by Philistines right now. About Star Trek <laughs> uh, Red Shirts and all, how they were all going to die. The Expendable Crewman? Yeah. Yeah. This is sort of a continuation of that, sort of. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. The Red Shirts is interesting. 
I feel like I brought up books and then it just sort of went speaking to of books, sad space land. But speaking of books, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Hey, you, you know got- that book you were on the advisory board panel for? Yes. That edited book? I just got the, the proof in my email. Wow. I know. It's like right there. Nice. I'm going to send it out to everybody very soon for them to like look at it and okay. edit it. And I'll send you guys all your copies as advisory board. I mean, this is a typo one, but then you can at least see what magnific- magnificence your work has wrought. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. So awesome. And wow. the name of the book is? Teacher Pioneers, Visions from the Edge of the Map, ETC Ooh. Press. So it'll be easily available online in PDF form. Like, well, you can get like an old school, old fashioned paper version if you like. Yeah. But Okay. I prepare um, uh, papyrus. Can I get a papyrus? You can <laughs> ask. It is a print-on-demand <laughs> yeah. service. Yeah. So I would, like it, I would like it decreed <laughs> to me <laughs> yes, by a town crier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they might add that service service if there's enough call for it. Right? <laughs> I'm just saying. So I would like say that these are the goal. types of things you could have if you're a brain in a jar. That's true. Yeah. Mm. That's true. Yeah. I'm still skeptical. More proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think, it, yeah, I, I need to know more about the jar, really, before I sign up for it. It's, okay. a, it's a well-appointed jar. Luxurious. But before we get back to brains and jars, <laughs> I want to I actually talk about the book and, like, what it's oh. about. Um, so can you, can you tell us a little bit about, like, what the content of the book is? Sure. Uh, the title suggests that it's about teachers. Um it, but please expound on yes. that. Yes. It's not actually just about teachers. It's by teachers. So it's oh, an edited cool. book. I'm just the the editor. I just put things together. Um, Love and it. And, you know, I talked to these teachers who were doing, like, just incredible things in their classroom. Just, mm-hmm. like, incredible. And then there's all of these other teachers who are like, okay, I'm interested in using games in my classroom. How do I do that? Mm-hmm. And these are people who have not necessarily played games before, mm-hmm. maybe played Monopoly when they were growing up. You know, like they just have a different view. They don't really know where to start. And it's a huge field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we just took all of these brilliant experts and they wrote about their experience teaching with games, creating games, having the kids create games, failing in yeah. the classroom. Because when you try something brand new in your classroom, as with life, chances are you probably fail a little bit. Yep. So there are lots of learning moments. And these teachers all shared those. And I don't know. It's incredible. And I absolutely love this book. And (laughs) it's funny to me that my name's on the front. It's just like, wait, no, there's 20 people. Those people. Those (laughs) are the people who did the cool, new, amazing thing. Oh, I I had the ETC hookup, and I thought it'd be cool to, like... Just coordinate all yeah, that. Yeah, because, like, these are brilliant people who need a space to put their voice. Absolutely. um, And to put their experiences. And it's desperately needed. Yeah. Um... And I've never been a classroom teacher. I can't help with this process. Sure. Like, I am not going to be useful. I think, Caro, I think logistics are just, like, a natural superpower of yours, so you don't feel like you accomplished much, but Hmm. you accomplished a lot. Can I have a more exciting superpower? (laughs) I don't know, man. It's (laughs) a really good one. It's a really good superpower. Thank you. It's it's arguably overpowered in the right context. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Teleportation. Nerf Caro is what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Please nerf Caro. (laughs) OP. OP. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. All right. right. Well, that's really cool. I can't wait for that to come out personally. I want to read it. I want to read it. We did something similar with the How to Teach with Games ebook, if I may just plug the marketing department for a second. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, it's it's very similar to that approach where it was taking a collection of teacher voices and letting them speak on behalf of their classrooms. Because I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make in ed tech is 
prescribing to teachers, making assumptions about what it's like in the classroom, mm-hmm. condescending generally <laughs> yes. to that to that audience. Yes. Um, and it's 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 borderline criminal. So uh, it's very exciting to me to hear that the that you're giving them a platform and a voice for that. So yeah. that's really yeah. cool. Well, and I hope to continue doing it. You know, one of the drawbacks, Remy Holden was also on my advisory board, and mm-hmm. he wrote this incredibly thoughtful, provoking, Remy-esque conclusion. Right. Um, and one of the things he pointed out was, like, um, there aren't a whole lot of women writers. They're mostly guys, mm-hmm. and they're mostly white guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are the people that responded when I sent out a CFP, which means I'm just not getting the word out um, or not being welcoming enough in the way I wrote it or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So um, my goal is to continue the Teacher Pioneer series because mm-hmm. – Things change and interesting things happen, and there are so many teachers who deserve the other stories told. Um, but I need to do a better job of reaching out um, to other demographics of folks who might sure. not otherwise feel welcomed in this area. That makes sense. So. Yeah, it's. I mean, part of it is just yeah, doing the work of going out and making sure that you have that diverse representation yep. and making the connections that you need for it. So yeah, and making sure that it's clear that I don't expect like. You know, maybe my CFP made it sound as if only if you have the confidence that you have this figured out, do I want you to write a chapter? Right. And that's really not it. Right. I want you to be like, here's my story. Here's yeah. why I failed. Here's why it succeeded. I don't care. Just like tell me your story. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And it's it's not as if once that book comes out that you know at that point all teachers will simultaneously stop innovating. It's yep. like you know you can you can yeah. keep cranking out more books yeah. of that kind. I'm sure as teachers keep doing brilliant things. Yeah. Um, very cool. Very cool indeed. So when do you have an idea about when that'll actually be out and live and published and you know. So Bound. If, <laughs> if you really, really, really want, I could probably send you a proof copy to look at. There's going to be little typos and stuff, I'm sure. All right. Um, because Unacceptable. So, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, in fact, I think I found a typo in, like, the very first page of my introduction. Uh-oh. So, like, I just don't even – yep, anyway. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I will catch that. Um, <laughs> and uh, there actually won't be that many typos because we had an incredible copy editor who actually, like, knows grammar and stuff, okay. which I don't. So right. she was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so I have to. Se- I'm going to send this document out to the many authors that participated, and because this is a crazy time of year, both for teachers who are starting up in the classroom or professors who are prepping for classes, mm-hmm. I'm going to give them all a month okay. mm-hmm. to look over their chapter. Sure. Um, and then we'll go from there. So I'm hoping that it'll only be like another month after that, but that's still two months. Yeah. So if you want a copy of the proof, just you know. The real Caro. Yeah, actually, at Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But not the sex one. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> but not that nope. one. Yeah. Um, Have you talked right. to the fake, the real Caro? I mean, she might be the real, the real Caro. I could be the fake. I don't know. Oh. Who came first? Oh, uh, that's a thing. Th- well, <laughs> I it don't also know. is firstness really the measurement of authenticity? I don't know. Something to think about. Yeah. Certainly. Okay. Here we go. Sorry. <laughs> um, well, I, I certainly will make lots of noise mm-hmm. using the powers that the partners here have granted me via social media yeah. um, when that book comes out because I want people to read it totally um, and get excited about games in the classroom. And I think it complements your guys' work well um, because a lot of the chapters aren't actually about using um, pre-created games in the classroom. A lot of them are about teachers creating their own games hmm. um, okay. or, using, or having their kids use... Um, portal, make your own chamber mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. Uh, in their physics classes or um, e-textiles. 
You guys know about e-textiles? No. Huh. What's that? Super coolest thing. It's like sewing, but with filaments. Ooh, that's fun. You guys should yeah, totally do it. Okay. Yeah. So, and then you hook it up to <laughs> electricity, and then you can walk around in the shoes that you design. Like, okay, take. Yeah. I'm wearing my Chucks. Uh huh. Design a little flower, sew them on, sew with my e-textile stuff, and then I have lights that go off. And Very then nice. I can program it so different lights go off. On that's your shoes? Awesome. Yes, on whatever you want. It's clothing because it's e-textiles. It's sewing. So this is like LA lights, but you can put it on anything. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks to the power of science. You just go blinking through the world. So yeah, <laughs> I dig it. I know. There aren't enough um, blinking adult shoes yeah. in markets, I'm just going to say. I often regret that. Yes, also, I well. do. Also, what do I got to do to get a shoe that makes sound effects when I step on it? That's that I, would actually yeah. be really easy, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, what kind wow, of sound wow, effect? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might hack it. It should make piggy sounds when you step down. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. <laughs> All right. Well, we are approaching uh, the time that you need to jump on an aircraft mm-hmm. and leave for distant lands. And get flung across the sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, we end every podcast with a segment. Oh, or fabrication. Wow. Called Factor Fabrication, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, Caro, for your reference, this is <laughs> this is a game we play where I try to fool Dan Norton. Mm-hmm. Last week... He fooled, or he tried to fool me, right. and I was not fooled. Right. Congrats. I played myself. Yeah. 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 It felt good to win again. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, had, I had lost about four times in oh. a row. Um, but Norton and I were strategizing about this yesterday. He gave me a tip. He was thinking, what if we did one where you couldn't tell which was the fabrication because they're both utterly mundane facts. Yeah, normally we go for, these are both outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what if both are deeply plausible? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if that's good good, uh, radio. We'll see. Yeah, we'll find. (laughs) Because I I took a cue from what you said. Okay. And I I got information about knots. I, I like knots. Perfect. Yeah. I'm hoping that this is obscure enough that, you know, I should have known that you like knots. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. Uh, for many years, <laughs> filaments. You and you've got a fun uh, fact about knots. I do. <laughs> filaments uh, test for incoming designers is they would have to design a game about tying knots. Ooh. That was the, uh, the given assignment. So they had to create a game design hmm. document and explain. I have a game about tying knots. Okay. It's called Learning How to Sail. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do I get a job? Hired? Yes. <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, so once again, I went to an area that I figured was obscure and ephemeral and no one would know about, and it mm. happens to be one of Norton's mm. passions. Well, I, so. <laughs> I used to have a bunch of knot books. <laughs> But I haven't done I haven't I haven't done knots in years, so it, I, well, I'm it's hoping, an old hobby. Yeah, I'm hoping the specificity of this is going to still throw you for a loop. Okay, yeah, see throw what I did there. See what I did there. Oh, all right, so yeah, no, so. no, like uh, cowbell or slide whistle. No, I just one? see dismay. Right, yeah. <laughs> I see sadness yeah. from the production. Yeah, the production booth. booth passed out instantly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, that was terrible. Okay, fact number one. Yeah. An Eskimo bowline is a knot that places a loop in the end of a rope. Okay, fact number one. Fact number one. Fact number two. A lobster buoy hitch is similar to a bunt line hitch, but made with an ox hitch around the standing part rather than a clove hitch. I think number two is true because 
I am not familiar with. Uh, I've heard of. I think I've heard of several of those knots. I've never heard of any Eskimo <laughs> of course you have. knots. <laughs> nor do I think. Uh, I don't. I just don't know of any uh, Eskimo tradition that like brings out unique knots. I mean, okay. I could just be. I may just be showcasing my fabulous level of ignorance about knots, but yeah. that's my belief that the first one is false. All right. You are incorrect. <laughs> you need to study up on your Inuit knots, my friend. I blew it. Um, so uh, the thing that made the second one false is that it was not made with an ox hitch, but rather <laughs> a cow hitch. <laughs> yeah. I substituted a different uh, bovine. I'm, I'm, I, I am, I am upset with Dan Norton of the past when he strolled over to your desk yesterday. I was like, I got an idea. Yeah. All right. I have a way that you can destroy me tomorrow. Yeah. This technique was effective, so I need to give you bad advice for next week. I yeah. Guess. Please. I, yeah. Can I or point just, out something sneaky you did? Yeah. You normally the correct answer is the long, detailed. Mm-hmm. Answer. Mm-hmm. You did a very good job of having the super short, impres- like oh, yeah. seemingly imprecise. Like yeah. I was totally tempted to take the second one. Well, I've I've done this about a dozen times. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> yep. I yeah. think I might be the world's leading expert on factor fabrication. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we always we talk shop about it every week. That's yeah. the thing I really mm. enjoy about it. It's, it's less true. about the facts and more like how does one try and get better at this ridiculous little <laughs> quiz game. It's nonsense chess is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but Kara's totally that right. That sounds like fun. Yeah, length of yeah. length of uh, yeah. thing is often an indicator. There's all I kinds was... of red herrings I was throwing out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was very well done. Oxes, cows, mm-hmm. lobsters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of animals. I've actually seen lobster buoy hitches because I grew up on the coast of Maine. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't realize bovines were involved at all in yeah. any of yeah. those. But, yeah. yeah. See, that was the thing. I was like, yeah, lobster buoy hitch. Never heard of it. I was like, mm. it's so... Totally Seems exist. so plausible they would, of course, have a knot just for that. Very much. Yeah. Needs to I mean, be... those lobster buoys don't tie themselves. Right. Mm-mm. Yeah. Unless they're robots. Yeah. Because the brain's in a jar. Right. Yeah. And... Unless you've got those floating brain jars that mm. automate your entire process of lobster harvesting. Right. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I just Yay, want to say for the record, I think Brandon brought up the brain in a jar. I think that was... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and then I and I got fatigued almost immediately. Yeah, with plus, myself, with myself. Yeah, so we're just we're just taking that baton and running. It's with true. It. I, I think that was you the know. theme for today, like that we were supposed to know. Yeah, you guys on a brain and jar theme. <laughs> we will next week. We'll come back to this topic. <laughs> the show's outline is ten bullet points, all of which are just brain and <laughs> jar. Uh, <laughs> so we've covered it for today. Um, Thank you very much, Caro, yeah. for joining us. Thanks Thank for having me. It was a real me. pleasure. Yeah. I love filament. Yay. I love Caro. Thanks for coming. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. everybody. It's just great. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks again, everybody. Talk to you next time. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Filament Games podcast. If you'd like to hear more about games, game-based learning, and what goes on inside our studio, subscribe today on iTunes or Stitcher.